Hey guys, here's a quick word from some friends of ours. Hey y'all, I'm Leah Lawrence. I'm her husband, Mitch Lawrence. And we host the Southern Spirits Podcast. Each week we'll sip on a Southern brewed craft beer or wine and toss back a Southern distilled liquor and I'll let y'all know how I feel about them with a review. And after we are good and tipsy, I'll bust out a couple of strange spooky tales from the American South. We are all about true crimes, mysteries, paranormal activity, and cryptozoology. Basically, if it's Southern and boozy, we'll drink it. And if it's Southern and weird, we'll talk about it. So join us as we drink our way through the folklore of the South. Find the Southern Spirits Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Bye, y'all. Bizarre, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> You're so clever. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Mysterious AF. I am Celesta, and I am joined as always by Charles. <laughs> oh, we're doing our sexy radio voices. <laughs> This is Delilah after <laughs> This is a long distance connection. Delilah, can you play Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On <laughs> for my long lost <laughs> podcast host? That is one of the songs I demand is played at my funeral. <laughs> so just FYI, spoiler alert. <laughs> I want Celine Dion to actually sing at my funeral because I know she'll probably still be alive. Yeah, that lady's going on forever. <laughs> Your husband, though. No. He's been, he's been gone for a while. <gasps> really? Yeah. No. Yes. He's dead? I'm pretty sure. No, he's not. Well, my phone's on the charger, or I would look it up. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Hold on, fans. This is super important, okay? This. <laughs> <laughs> Is Celine Dion's husband dead? Renee and Gail died January 14th, 2016 at age 73 in Las Vegas. I told you. That's sad. Well, clearly you did not take my place as the president of the Celine Dion fan club <laughs> Kansas City chapter when I left. Um, you didn't <laughs> even ask me to do it. <laughs> and... <laughs> no. Well, anyway. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, anyway. Charles, focus. I, I'm focused. The, this is the first time we've been talking in a long time. So Charles moved away to Seattle. Mm-hmm. He left us all here to pick up the pieces and try to move <laughs> on. <laughs> now he's living the dream. Yes, and- I uh, now live... In a two-bedroom and one-bathroom condo with no basement or garage. But I am still, right now, a gay-at-home dad. There are two cats. Um, yeah, living the dream. Hiking, walking. Uh, I've been on public transportation, which is something I never thought I would do ever in my life. But I have. I have also invested in a lot of hand sanitizer and hand lotion. Um... And yeah, this is our first actual episode recording via Skype. So 
Uh, fingers crossed that the audio is good. Yeah. And um, I don't oh, know when you <laughs> when you were talking about picking up the pieces, all I could think of was "Torn" by Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> I hope that song plays every time you think of me. <laughs> that song never plays anymore, but if it does, I will definitely think of you. And if you are at a karaoke bar, please sing that in honor of me. You know, not in memory, in honor, because I'm yeah. not dead yet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Bitches. I'm not Celine Dion. Okay, well. <laughs> so we are Mysterious AF a weekly podcast where we review documentaries about the paranormal, the extraterrestrial, the weird. And this week, we are reviewing Bob Lazar, Area 51 in Flying Saucers. And, Celesta, this is our 25th episode. <gasps> oh. My. God. I know. I know. We are just two years We're... away from my age in podcast episodes. <laughs> like we're a quarter of a century old i know so cheers to 25 cheers, cheers clinky, baby clinky. <laughs> clinks <laughs> um so this is a documentary you can find on netflix came out in 2018 and the description is decades ago bob lazar blew the whistle on area 51 now he's back to explain the alien tech he worked with and the government's war to shut him up. Holy crap. Right. Huh. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You so, stole what I was going to say. <laughs> so this is the same guy that did what? We already covered, oh, Patient 17. Jeremy Corbell. Jeremy Corbell. Okay, I he. Was he, did he appear in Patient 17 often? Because I didn't remember him. And all I could, this entire documentary, I was like, can I please just brush your fucking hair? Yes, hair. thank you. Okay, God. I'm I am so glad. I have it like I was in like, all caps throughout Does he cut it himself? Because he's got that little rooster thing like hanging off the back. Yeah, it's just gross. It's, yeah, it made me angry. Yeah, me too. I was just furious, laying there in bed, eating my chocolates, <laughs> drinking my vodka, and I was like, cut your fucking hair, you slob. <laughs> yeah, he definitely needed a little help there. He needed Fantastic Sam to come in and cut that shit. Yep. <laughs> you hear Jasper? Yeah, he's got a lot to say about Jeremy's hair. Can you sh go away? <laughs> is happening um so i did not realize that i i know you texted me that he was the same guy that did patient 17 and i think like after um the bullshitty like narration which was by mickey rourke i'm sorry yeah like who thought that was a good idea to have him because he talks like this and it's fine the mountains appear to float on dry lake beds, like spaceships from another world. They seem to ride on a viscous material, channeled through empty space by heat that rises and separates. It vitrifies everything it contacts, like a, like a green glass honey. A goddamn psychedelic liquid drowning the emptiness with imagination. imagination. Oh God, I, did he have a stroke or something? 
I don't know. But if he did, Charles, shame on you. <laughs> okay, but that narration was like yeah. I wanted to pour hot molten lava into my ears, so I never had well, to do this, it again. This was another case of new age documentary on paranormal crap where they're trying to be all I don't I don't get it. Hard rock uh music oh, video meets yeah. documentary or like they're trying to be very existential or like yeah um, new age like it's just like just present the facts that's all I want. Thank you. Cut the crap and get to the facts. So yeah, That's like Mickey Rourke is just like going off on this tangent, which I'm sure he obviously didn't write, but like I'm assuming it's Jeremy's ramblings, but it's like this has nothing like just interview yeah. Bob and get over it. Like I don't how long do you remember how long this was? It was an hour and forty minutes, I oh think. Oh my gosh. It was yes. too long. It was way too long. There was so much filler in it. Like the phone screen, like at the beginning of like their text messages and the mixed, like, but then they talk about it later. I'm like, okay, so why did we have to see it to begin with? If Thank you're going to talk I about was it like, later. This didn't make any sense because they're literally filming his phone ringing and not answering it. I'm like, well, you're clearly there because you're filming it. Yeah. Why don't you just pick up the damn phone and have a conversation? It didn't make any sense whatsoever. It was very frustrating. So angry. <laughs> very, yeah. I was angry. Um, if you can't tell listeners, I don't recommend this one as a watch. <laughs> I mean, it was. See, decent. I still do actually recommend it though because okay. of the information that you, you can get from it. Yes. Okay. If I could edit this and edit the crap out, then yes. I would recommend it. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. There, there is some good information which I found really interesting i guess i have not been i don't research anything i just we pick something and i watch it and i don't know anything else about it sorry The secret of spots on the planet is located on the northeast edge of the Nevada test site and is said to be where numerous top-secret weapon systems have been tested over the years. According to some UFO researchers, it's also where the government is test-flying alien spacecraft. It sounds pretty far out, but some Las Vegas residents report having seen these flying saucers. Uh, May 12th of 1989, we get uh, a an anonymous at the time Groom Lake scientist who talks about nine flying saucers at Area 51. They're being test flown. Some of them 100%, like 100% good quality, and they operate. Um, he has no idea how the saucers got there. He's only involved in propulsion, which is gravity propulsion. And he thinks that because the government is keeping this hidden, it's a crime against the American people. And that it's also a crime against the scientific community because this is technology useful. useful. Yeah. yeah, like everybody should have access to this. And I, I guess, like, I didn't realize this happened. I kind of like want to ask my parents what they thought about it because in 1989, Little Mermaid came out. Um, also, we were still living in California and my dad was working at Edwards Air Force Base. Um, Gosh dang, Charles. And so I'm like, I feel like my parents would have watched this on the news and yeah. been like, 
I don't know. My parents have said that they think they've seen UFOs, but they were also by the Air Force Base and they might have been flying maybe a UFO, but maybe aircraft that hadn't been like released to the public yet. Um, I don't know. It was, did, did you remember hearing about this or had you heard about this before? No, I mean, I've heard of Bob Lazar before, but yeah. I don't remember this on the news at all. So, I mean, obviously, eventually, he's identified as Bob or Robert Lazar. We're going to call Robert. him By his Bob. Christian name. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. Bob. Yeah, so he's giving all these, this, well, I don't know if it's just to who will meet George later, the one. Oh, George Knapp. Mm. Yeah. What? <laughs> just kidding. He, oh. he just had a sexy voice. He does have a nice voice. But... And then I was like, is he in his pool in his own house? Or okay, is he in yeah. Or Joe? Who are these visitors? Why are they here? What is the nature of reality? What is their interest in us? Where do they come from? Now, those are the questions that people have been asking about the UFO mystery since the beginning. We're no closer to answering any of them. I think that was his house, but I'm like, whose idea was it to put him in the most echoey room of all time for a freaking interview like i wanted him to have like a cigar and a scotch rock <laughs> <laughs> and you just see like these sexy women walking around in the background or men both men. yeah yeah he's he's like my house is a sex yeah it's a swingers house i'm giving you this interview and you must stay for scotch and sex later <laughs> on made from real parts of real panther <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so george this guy who interviewed bob long time ago is now with Jeremy and he's giving him an interview and just saying like, I don't know if Bob's going to talk to you. He seems like he just wants to put this all behind him, blah, 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 blah. Skip ahead. Next scene, Bob is sitting down for an interview. So there you go. My name's Bob Lazar. I'm known for working at a classified base known as S4 out in the Nevada desert near Area 51. And there, we reverse engineer alien spacecraft. And it's changed my life a lot. Yeah, what did Jeremy dangle in front of Bob to get him to bite? <laughs> Some His hair. Chemistry set. His hair. <laughs> His hair piece. <laughs> chemistry set, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he... He's interviewing Bob in a tent in the desert, is what it looked like. It looked really weird. Yeah. Uh, and Bob is saying that by coming out with this information, it has basically neg negatively affected his life. Um, looking back, he wouldn't have spoken up about it. And his message to the youth of America is pay attention. And he says also that information is distorted a lot faster now. Fake news. Fake news, um, you know, Instagram filters. Uh, God bless those filters that make me look beautiful. Yeah, I I didn't realize that on my phone, when you have it like in selfie mode, there's um, filters you can adjust for like lighting and like smoothing. And I had it like cranked all the way up. And I was like, why do I look not like myself? <laughs> And then I like lowered the settings and I was like, oh, God. So I was like, I'll just put it pleasantly in the middle. <laughs> I just yeah, need I to start it. getting that Botox. 
I hate it when you open up your phone to camera and it's on selfie and you're just like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Who let that out of the house? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then we hear a little bit about, like, how... From old interviews again, how Bob got the job with the government. Um, and we hear that he got to see a spacecraft up close... And he saw one operating. I mean, he's seen it all. And he was hired to reverse engineer mm-hmm. the spacecraft. Yeah. And he's adamant that this technology is nothing that is man-made. Like, they don't know what it was. Right, yeah. Because And then they kind of ask him that. I don't know if it's here or at some point. But they're like, but, well, but, like, how do you know the technology doesn't exist? And he's basically like, look, I'm a scientist. Like, it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. came from somewhere else and we're trying to learn how it works yeah so um they also touch on element 115 which comes up later and it's pretty i guess important and i googled what element 115 is and it is moscovium um it can't be detected in nature but it can be synthesized in a lab it was named moscovium because it was i guess synthesized by scientists in Moscow. Yeah. Um, and it's highly radioactive. Does Ryan make that at your house? He doesn't. But okay. I did I, ask him, I thought elements were just found in nature, but he's like, no, the higher numbered elements are man-made elements. So I did ask him that much. Yeah. Okay. Which I guess makes sense. I think he should start making that because I feel like you guys should build a ufo in your backyard um yes okay okay oh the radioactivity kind of freaks (laughs) me out a little bit (laughs) what's an arm growing out of your head it's fine i'll have the neighbors help out thumbs up two thumbs up um (laughs) five yeah (laughs) (laughs) my 25 toes are all kidding. <laughs> uh yeah so my notes for what the fuck is jeremy's hair brush yeah. your hair jeremy exactly yes yes guy's hair is a mess oh <laughs> sorry i was flipping the page we're still working out the kinks of kink uh, so george knapp the reporter spent a lot of time trying to research bob's story and background he said the story was huge. Again, it went viral before viral was a thing. And it basically put Area 51 on the map or back on the map, like after the crash stuff. And then we get this weird little snippet with Bob, one of Bob's neighbors. Yeah, Mario Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz yeah. was his name. I actually had a weapon with me, you know, when I when we rode together because he had been shot at, you know. What was the weapon? Was it the Uzi? Um, they had fucking Uzis. Yeah, what like, was... <laughs> Bob, Bob weighs like 95 pounds. Like, imagining him with an Uzi is one of the scariest things I could imagine. Because he thought his life was in danger. And then, yeah, the neighbor's just like, oh yeah, I had to protect him one time. And yeah, mentions he has an Uzi. And I was just like, but from what? And who? And did you kill somebody? And... You know... Seeing Bob and his personality, he's 
very different and I could see him killing somebody and not feeling bad about it and like disposing of the body at his lab with like chemicals I kind of feel like you're right honestly (laughs) he's very flat yeah I had to do it had to do what I had to do and then we also hear a little bit from Bob's mother who tells us about him putting a jet engine on a bike as a child and it's like how did what where did he get access to this like what one sunday morning must have been about six o'clock in the morning everyone is sleeping with this huge bang bob had put a jet engine in the bike at six in the morning he decided to take it out for a trip um and you better believe she got her hair and makeup done for this interview she (laughs) (laughs) and knocked out old lady (laughs) this cheap horror's family (laughs) that's all you could think of (laughs) she's amber atkins putting the makeup on i just thought she wouldn't want to make her make her looking like a cheap whore (laughs) steaming like a cow pie in july (laughs) yeah uh golly and then we get to meet joy bob's wife who she was kind of cute. Um, I also noticed that they had a portrait of their cat hanging up in their kitchen. I did not notice that. So I was like, okay, okay, I could, I can get behind that for sure. Cat people, uh, we love cat people. That he really is an honest guy, you know? He doesn't make stuff up. Blah, blah, blah. The same old thing that wife is going to say. Stan's wife said that he was a good guy too, and we all know where that went. Yeah. Stan. Stan. Rat in jail. Then we get to meet Zach Slazuski. Oh, the lab assistant? Yeah, hello, cutie patootie. Yeah, he was definitely very cute. And smart. (laughs) Double threat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely the best looking person in this documentary. (laughs) That's what I I do when I rate the documentaries. I rate everybody based on their, um, if I would bang them or not. We should do that. <laughs> well, yeah, one of the podcasts I've listened to is called I Hate It But I Love It. And they have this Fuckville Island that they talk about. <laughs> <laughs> they have residents of this island that they would bang. And... Nice. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so... lab assistant says. I love my job. There's a lot of craftsmanship in the stuff that I do. I really like working with my hands. It's a really unique job. I don't think there's any other job where you get to do this kind of stuff every day. Well, it's just, I guess he's just talking about what they do because Bob runs a lab and they fill orders for chemicals and stuff. Yeah, and we get a, we get scenes of Bob doing science, which, yeah. is, again, filler. I'm like, why are we watching this? It's like Bob... Pouring baking soda or pouring vinegar to baking soda in a volcano. <laughs> well, oh, part of one of the things that Bob wants to do is like create a kid's chemistry set, I think, and produce it in mass and sell it. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about some like 50s set that you used to be able to get, which was also deemed the most dangerous toy ever made. Yeah. Because it was like basically making nuclear energy in your basement or something. Is it dangerous? Bob says it's not dangerous. (laughs) I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? Blow up. You know, I think that's where meth came from. 
You're probably right. I think you have cracked this case, Jessica Fletcher. I think I know exactly where Meth came from now. A little 50s chemistry set. You know, it sucks that Meth makes, like, you have those, like, you pick at your face and your teeth go bad. Because it makes you really skinny. Yeah. Those are just some of the deep thoughts I have during the day. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Bob Bob tells us that his work showed him pictures of alien bodies that were like broken down into parts and like I did, they, we don't see what he saw. He's just kind of describing this, and then he also talks about how his work had this bone scanner slash hand scanner yeah. that measures the bones in your finger, and then Jeremy finds that Nellis Range had a hand scanner that was used in secret programs. Then we see photos, and I was like, that looks like a grocery store checker. <laughs> Do you, you need to finish... switch the page? Yes, but you can finish your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, this was like evidence for Bob's story, because he used to tell people about this, you know, primitive hand scanner to get into the lab or whatever. And then recently, probably, you know, the freedom of information and all that jazz, the government's been releasing evidence of basically all their secret projects from back in the day. So they released this photo and this hand scanner, basically, which proved part of what Bob was saying way back in the day. Like, I had to put my hand on this thing, and and now here it is. So it's kind of like, oh, validation for what he was saying earlier. Um, which was cool. Yeah, I guess I I was like, well, that makes a little sense to me. And what, when I worked at Mortgage Lenders of America, we had a hand scanner that we used to clock in with. Wow. And it was like a biometric scanner. Uh, I mean, we were selling home loans, but maybe we were secretly like the men in black underneath the building. I don't know. But, um, yeah. That's it a different was... possibility. Right? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then we get to see, like, this is just a side thing, but I loved it because I'm a bicyclist, but we see Bob <laughs> riding around on, like, this rocket-powered bicycle that his mom And I was like, what could go about? wrong? What could go wrong? I was, like, imagining him, like... blow off. That's what could go wrong. <laughs> like rocketing into a garage door and like there's like an outline of bob like <laughs> blasted through the door like fire coming out of this rocket behind this bicycle it was crazy but fun looked like he had a lot of land to like tool around in so you need one of those yeah i do these kansas city hills mm. maybe you need it for seattle hills honey i'm not getting on a bike I can barely walk as it is. <laughs> Me on a bicycle. It's death. <laughs> Could you imagine? You're like roller skating with like the knee pads and the elbow pads. I can. My fanny I pack. <laughs> Big old boombox on the shoulder. Bring it back, Charles. Hey, girls, where's the party's at tonight? <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, my roller skating days ended in uh, sixth grade, I would say. Just me and wheels do not mix. Wheels of any kind. All right. 
<laughs> Unless it's a race car. Right. I, I can do that. Don't drive with Charles. Don't drive. <laughs> okay, so then we... <laughs> We're moving on to uh, his school and, like, his first job where apparently they're denying that he went to Caltech, something like that, MIT. Yeah. No. Uh, they have no record of him going to school there. He also worked at Los, Los Alamos National Lab. Uh, they said that he, he never worked there. Um, everyone denies this. You know that he was there, but they do find a like employee phone book from the lab, which has his name in it, and they also find newspaper clippings that have his name and like job title, and he was being interviewed for something that he was working on. So, you know, he was—I guess he was either still lying about it thirty years ago, like he's lying about it now, or he actually worked at that lab and for some reason they have no record of it or and or they're they're lying to cover it up. Yeah, I don't quite know what to make of all of that because E. G. and G, the company that got him into Area fifty one, also said they had no records. So it's like someone um was making him disappear. I guess is what they were trying to obviously say, but I I I don't know, like the phone book thing that they presented. I was, we didn't see the cover of the phone book. True. Um, so it's really hard for me to completely buy that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of Bob Lazar before, and like, this is definitely a very debated topic because people are like, oh, why can't he produce like a diploma or why can't he produce pay stubs or. You know, like, he should have some sort of evidence to prove that he worked there. But then we also see him being a scientist, and, like, he's got to have some education or, like, some sort of... Yeah, like, he wouldn't know all this stuff, and... I mean, I guess you could if you studied independently, but it really kind of feeds into that... um, conspiracy theory like parent like almost paranoia paranoia of like the government is erasing what he's done or like stuff about him that makes him credible so it's like what are you willing to believe yeah well yeah you know and i ain't believing shit (laughs) i need to see cold hard facts data spreadsheets does it say on a tax return your jobs, yeah, like your employee player. I think or does so. It just no. say your earnings. I think you put down what your um, job title is, but on the actual tax return itself, you don't see your employer. You just see the money. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Are you gonna get Bob's? Excuse me, tax returns. Well, I just thought that would be an easy way you could pull it out and just be like, look, here it says this is where I got my paycheck from, but I don't think it does say. Well, and like, why wouldn't he have kept his W-2s? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Maybe he likes to purge. Maybe Marie Kondo got to him and just threw it all out. Well, in that case, bless him and her. (laughs) Does this give you joy, Bob? 
get rid <laughs> no. of it. I guess Jeremy is thinking or suggesting that Bob is being used to disseminate disinformation. That's right. like one of the theories he comes up with. And then Bob gets super testy. You need to pay attention to the bigger picture. If you really want to research all the other stuff, fine, go ahead and do it. But you really need to pay attention to what I'm saying. Because I have better things to do than come up with this. I'm not interested in doing this. I'm not, I don't like, I don't like being in the public eye. I don't got money for doing this. And quite frankly, I could make up a better lie, but I have no motivation to lie. He's stuck to his story. And then we learn that Bob was helping hookers set up a brothel. Yes. Which, <laughs> this is where I was like, what? And he thought it was fun. And I'm sure he did. Uh, and George Knapp, for whatever reason, heard, found out about it and like turned him in and basically was the one who got him arrested. Which was like, dude, why did you do that? And we get all this footage of like Bob in court and like, but this is where it comes out where George is explaining like he gave them the same story, he gave them the same background. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how George knows this, but apparently the cops check into it and they're not able to find out anything about his background either. They get pissed because they're like, you're lying to us. And he's like, no, I'm not. And George basically sees this as evidence that Bob is telling the truth because the judge and the, I don't know, the prosecutor ever like, look, tell us the truth and we'll cut you a deal. And Bob sticks to his story and actually ends up having to serve jail time. But I don't know if any of that's true. I don't know how to prove any of that. We'd have to talk to, like, the prosecutor and the judge. And I've got them on would... Skype right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they care about your, like, job history? I, that doesn't I don't make know. any sense. Or your educational background. Like, if I was arrested for a prostitution sting, I have don't know. Not yet. Because I'm good at what I do. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, so, so I that was just like, I did not see that coming. No, yeah. It was very odd. I wanted to know, I wanted to hear from the wife about that whole thing. Yeah. Like, what happened there? Did and you I support guess, this? Like, yeah. Somehow he said that they were. he was helping him set up a brothel, which... What does that mean? Like locating property, like setting up a PayPal account. Like what was happening? <laughs> I don't know. I got them set up on a real nice PayPal account. <laughs> Low interest accept. rate. Yeah. yeah. I just take a little cut. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Letting them like operate out of his basement. Like what was what? How was he helping? And Jeremy, they are not called hookers anymore. They are sex, oh, workers, sex workers, okay? So get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> the only hooker here is the one doing your hair, see? Exactly. And I that was my next note. I can't look at his fucking hair. <laughs> um. So then we get this, like, tease of Bob saying that he thought he saw an alien, but now he's saying that it wasn't. People say you saw an alien. Did you see an alien at S4, Bob? I don't think I saw an alien at S4. 
Um, yeah. He thought it was a doll that was made to maybe look like an alien. And he's saying at his work that they were called the kids. That was yeah. the nickname for aliens. And then more of Mickey Rourke and his wow. fucking narration. That was what he's talking about. We're like livestock. And I was like, what is with all of this cussing, all these spare words? Yeah. And That's, then... It starts to get very science-y. Yeah, I kind of zoned out here. I did, too. I actually wrote that <laughs> zoning out. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Bob talks a little bit about, like, reverse hypnosis or regression oh, hypnosis or yeah. whatever. Because he he does the um, he does that with Lane Keck, the hypnotist, which and also before that, again, Bob is reiterating. Look at the big picture. It's the suppression of extremely advanced technology and science is what's going on by the government. The government's keeping it from us. Well, um, but then the aliens are a separate problem entirely. Like his whole thing is not even about the aliens. It's about the technology that's being hidden from the American people and the science community. Yes, which is what we've talked about on un- unacknowledged. Yeah. Um, I'd like to cover Tesla someday because that guy had some amazing technology that the government seemed to sweep under the rug as well. So. Elon Musk? He's the head of Tesla. No, like the dude Tesla. Isn't oh, I thought it was just a car. Oh, Lorraine Tesla. Is that his name? Is it Lorraine? (laughs) (laughs) Heard it here first, folks. History in a nutshell. Lorraine Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Tesla. It is Tesla, isn't it, though? Yeah. Um, no. I thought the Tesla... I thought Tesla was the machine he invented. Well, what's his name, then? L- mm, Nikola Tesla. Nikola. Okay, so Nicole Tesla. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> You're real close. Lorraine Tesla. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's going to be my, like, prostitute name. My sex worker name. <laughs> Your drag name. Lorraine. <laughs> Please Sassy and full of electricity. <laughs> Let her electrify you. <laughs> Lorraine Tesla. <laughs> you were so certain of it. <laughs> Wasn't his name Lorraine? <laughs> See, this is why I would make a good spy. What's your fucking name? Lorraine Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Rhoda (laughs) Morgan. I could go for some quiche right now. That's why I keep bringing it up. I'm hungry still. Okay. (laughs) Government shoving evidence of basically probably free energy under the rug. So they can charge us for gasoline and electricity. I'm okay. Uh, 
And what? I was just feeling, I'm sorry, I'm just hot. I'm hot. This wine is making me hot. (laughs) Well, if you take your clothes off, we're going to have to take pictures. (laughs) Patreon. That's for our $10 and up subscribers. $10. For $10, you can see a picture of me almost nude. Almost nude. AKA topless. Yeah. <laughs> you can try the boat show through there. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Penthouse 88. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, you see. <sighs> wow. We just need to get back up on this horse and ride it of <laughs> recording. Um and okay. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Charles right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh basically a lot of time trying to back up Bob's story at this point. So we find out that Bob says he worked at some sort of S4 uh, secret thing. So George found out. He just calls some sort of military number and is like, hey, is there a base called S4? And they tell him yes. Mm-hmm. So he cites that as evidence. Um, knew that EG and G did the hiring for this position. Uh, knew about the test flights that they were doing over some lake at a certain day and time that they went and proved were happening, and then knew about Element 115, which wasn't technically an element at that time. So George is listing all of these things as uh, evidence that Bob brought up that was later proven to be true and accurate. Then we get Bob drawing a spacecraft, which I thought was like the coolest thing ever. That was good. I also just wanted to real quick mention that Bob said that they, when he was working, they were regularly subjected to shouts and threats. Oh, yeah. And that it was, he claims it was a form of hypnosis. And so we don't really get much in, like, the tapes of his hypnosis sessions. Um, But the hypnotist who did the treatment on Bob is still alive and talks about how hypnosis works and how he thinks that they might have been brainwashed. So that was interesting. I but kind yeah, of wondered, refer- though, about the, the yelling and stuff. Like, is that just, like, even when you go into the army or whatever, like, you're shouted at all the time, you just learn to take directions. Was that just, like, a similar thing in the lab? Like, You know what? That's, that is a good point. I didn't even think of it that way, but I I would think so. I mean, I don't think some sort of structure and hierarchy where maybe as a scientist, you weren't used to being shouted at, but maybe if you were in the army your entire life or the government, that's just the way it's done. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Um, So then we also hear from Terry Tavernati, who was the polygrapher who put Bob through four tests and determined that Bob did not lie at all. Um, which was another point in uh, um, was it gosh, what's, George? in George's yeah George's like reasons to believe Bob yeah. was that he had gone through all of that stuff yeah he did like a polygraph test and everything mm-hmm. and passed but then we get 
Well, I don't know. Do we want to go back to the drawing? Because Bob yeah. basically explains how our freaking spacecraft works. He does. Yeah. So he draws I, the spacecraft yeah. and talks about the different parts and how they work. And I was kind of like, uh, boring. So it's the reactor here powering the gravity amplifiers. Gravity amplifiers output goes into the gravity emitters at the bottom and the resulting gravity beam or anti-gravity wave can be pretty much put anywhere you want to. Man, I thought this was the coolest part. It was like, I mean, it, it made sense. It's like, I'm not a scientist, but this all makes sense. Well, get you and Ryan, like I said, build that spacecraft. <laughs> I'll show them this documentary and we'll see what we can do. Then we can come visit you anytime we wanted. Yes, please. Please do that, yes. Also, we should probably be super rich, which would be the best part. Yeah, because I guess then we can have our I own reality show. Wouldn't come visit you then? Like, I'd... <laughs> Excuse me? I'm sorry, what? JK. JK. Um, bitch, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this was my idea. You better come visit me. Like, I just want to have a guest guest spot on your reality show. The yeah. Elsa Peters. Keeping up with the Elson Peters. Elson Peter Island. Okay. I like that. I'll go there. Whatever. <laughs> We'd obviously change our last name. It's hard to say. Tiance. Yaunt Yachts. That's a reality show. Yaunt Yachts. I want a yacht. Oh my gosh, I know. I do too. I just want to be like in a music video. With Cristal or like other champagne and Jennifer Lopez playing and then I'm like dancing on the yacht. Like that's my idea of heaven. And I think Jesus would be behind that too. Yeah. Have you seen is it called Murder Mystery? It's on Netflix right now. With oh, it's Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. We and... did, yeah. We watched it. It it was good. It wasn't as funny as I hoped it would be, but it was still pretty good. Good. Yeah, it was good. We but also I was watched just like, Country, which I liked. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. But when they get invited onto a yacht, I mean, like, that's everybody's dream, right? Like, you meet a stranger, he's like, hey, come on this Especially yacht. Especially by me. Luke Evans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's gay in real life. It doesn't matter as long as he has a yacht. Well, but I'm just saying that if I met Luke Evans, the actor in real life, I could potentially seduce him. And get onto his real life yacht. Okay. That's a life um, life lesson. <laughs> it's not going to be much longer that I can use this. Seduce my advantage. People to get what you want. Yes. <laughs> Married or not, which you are. I think you've forgotten. Nate's going to be 100% behind this. I know he, he will. Yeah, he will. I'll be like, look at this yacht, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wait>. Anyway. <laughs> I guess we just keep diverging from this documentary. <laughs> um, we've talked about the stuff I think we wanted to talk about on it. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> the, the next part that was weird was when Bob, like, texts Jeremy. He's like, hey, call me. I have something to talk to you about. And then the next part, they're in the woods, and Jeremy's like, okay. 
Alright, so the only record of this is going to be on the audio on this one file, and then this video clip. I'm not going to cut it, I'm going to let it run. Understood. Okay, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to encrypt it, and I'm going to put both of those two files into an encrypted thing to not be touched unless we decide it should be touched. That's fine. Okay, it'll be on two drives, but that those two files will both be in an encrypted folder. Yeah. There's well, no information given. There's no secrets. And you're just like, why are what we What was he talking this? about? Yeah. yeah. And then the yeah. next day, supposedly Bob's office and lab is like raided by the FBI. And they reference the conversation that they had had in the woods. But I'm like, you didn't give us any information in the woods. So uh, who cares? The story <laughs> that we hear is... That Bob maybe got some element 115 from Los Alamos. Um, and, but there's no, it, we don't see that. And we don't hear what they've talked about. Like, we don't know. And uh, element 115 produces its own gravitational energy, code name LA1000. And it's like, that sounds good. You're skipping. I know. Go. You're frozen. Don't freeze. You're, I can see you just fine. <sighs> Am I still there? Can you hear me? You're, yeah, you're back. Okay. I heard they call it LA 50, uh, LA what? LA1000. They called it um, codename LA1000. And that's when I was like, it sounds like a hair gel. You're right. Yeah, like, what was that stuff called? LA looks. LA looks. Yeah, I had some of that. Of course you did. Who didn't? The FBI came and they said they were looking for a sales slip because Bob had potentially sold some toxic chemical or something to someone. And Bob and his labby think it's some sort of shakedown for just this element fit 115 or just his basic knowledge of what he saw when he was working for the government Honestly, like, and they, he said, like, everybody was there, the ATF, the FDA, like, everybody from every single government organization was there. And he, we did see, like, one picture of one FBI agent, so I have a hard time believing that a thousand people were at his house. But in the day of terrorist attacks and, like, everybody on edge... If they think that he has some sort of weird chemical in his lab, like, it would not surprise me if the FBI showed up, the bomb squad showed up, like, he's selling weird chemicals out of a tiny little shack. Like, that just yeah. seems like the place where you'd go to find the next Ted Kaczynski? Who was the guy? <laughs> Ted? That was Nina Bomber. Yeah, Ted Yeah, Kaczynski. what was it? Was it Ted Kaczynski? So, Yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem that suspicious to me. I'm like, yeah, you're in the business of probably getting raided. Sorry. Yeah. Not saying it's right, but. No, yeah. I, I completely agree. And um, as a matter of fact, this conversation is probably going to lead to us being raided by the FBI. Probably. I'm waiting for them to break down that door behind you. I just hope, like, it's a hot agent. Definitely. And you're like, oh, don't worry, I'll take off all my clothes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cavity search. Search me. <laughs> I do have something. Can you find it? <laughs> Guess where it is. 
Oh uh, yeah, we're what was that other movie we watched where she sticks the hard drive in her vagina? Oh, uh, the spy who dumped me. The spy who dumped me. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was I. We borrowed that from a friend a few months ago, and then I saw they put it on Hulu, and I was like, I might watch that again. That one was pretty funny. It was pretty good. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we should be talking about that movie and not this. <laughs> Bob, Bob Lazar. And then he starts drawing. He does another fucking drawing of element 115. Yes, okay. And how to, manufa- or like how to manufacture it. But this is where... I was like, yes, all of this is real. I'm sold. It just makes sense to me. It came together, and it all makes sense. Really? Yeah. This is Honestly, the last 10 minutes of this documentary is what you guys need to watch. Really? Because all I wrote down was that this is dragging. I hope this ends soon. (sighs) (laughs) And I was like, is Bob wearing lip liner? (laughs) (laughs) He just made out with his wife. Oh, okay. Jeremy, I don't know. Jeremy. Bob knows exactly how to make Elephant Elephant. (laughs) Elephant 115. Have you been drinking, ma'am? Slightly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he tells us how to, like, cut it and put it together and how it's used to fly the craft and make an anti-gravity device. I just, I literally wrote, okay, I'm sold. This guy is legit and saw something and knows something. Well, I... Yeah. What does this mean, though, for my real life? Like, what is this going to do for me in real life? Like, how is it affecting me? Well, we don't have hover cars. Like they told us we would have in Back to the Future movies. Was it a hover car or was it a hoverboard? They had... Fine, a hoverboard. I've never even seen that movie, but I know. What? Are you kidding me right now? Okay, you know, I've also... This is a true confession. um, Hearing it here first. I've never seen The Bodyguard. I've also never seen all of Dirty Dancing because I've fallen asleep every single time uh, I've tried to watch it. Is the worst. I don't know why people love that movie. I know. Uh, I don't. Like the first '80s movies that I remember watching are obviously Little Mermaid and then Beetlejuice. Classics. Which was one of my favorites as a kid. Beetlejuice. Um, I but yeah, I haven't seen that. Next time, sorry, what? I can't believe you haven't seen Back to the Future. Oh. I mean, I, I feel like I've seen parts of it. I've just never, like, sat down and been like, oh, yes, I'm going to watch Back to the Future. <laughs> I just, like I said, I've been really busy with choir. Um, yeah. Life finds a way. <laughs> All right. Well, this is about it, I guess. What did you think? So you recommend this to people. I... It was a lot of filler. Again, yeah. Jeremy, like, what are you doing? And then this is a thing that I feel like it was the same in Patient 17 where he kind of makes movies like like he assumes his audience already has half of the information. But yeah. honestly, if you hadn't heard of Bob Lazar before, like, you're probably like, what the shit? But if you're into UFOs and you're into 
conspiracies, you probably have heard of them, and maybe this documentary makes more sense to you. So maybe that's why I like it a little bit more than you do. But I think if you're going to make a documentary, especially one that's almost two freaking hours long, like put all of the information and backstory in there. Right. Yes, please. And the context. Whereas parts of this, I was just like... Yes, preach. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, I need more information. Anyway. Yeah. So like I said, last five minutes of the documentary sold me where he was talking about and drawing the actual parts of the craft and explaining how it worked. I was like, if this guy's crazy, then he's a special kind of crazy because it seems legit. And he could be a special kind of crazy. He could be. Definitely could be. There are those special kinds of crazy. I saw one at the Home Depot corner the other day. It was very special kind of crazy, but... Did he draw something for you? No, but he had a lot of signs... And he looked like he was on math that he learned to make from his 50s chemistry set. So, <laughs> Did you uh, see what the sign said? I'm very curious about this gentleman. It said... Like, God hates was... tags? <laughs> was no, it one of those people? No, 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 no. I mean, I think he was legit homeless. Like, he had all this stuff with him, but it said, like, through... Uh, I have to ask Ryan... Through America, I don't know. Okay, stay tuned next week for yeah. um, the exciting conclusion to this. Tales. I'll, I'm sure he'll be there next week. I'll go find a picture. I'll go take a picture. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually was texting Jill before we were recording, and she's like, oh, yeah, I actually watched this documentary. Oh. She'd already watched it, so. She's on it. She is, yeah. What did she think of it? Uh, she, I think she enjoyed it. She had heard of Bob Lazar on someone else's podcast. I need to look up and see who, who she was talking. Some Rohan, um, Joe Rohan podcast. Joe Joe Rogan? Oh, maybe she just misspelled it. (laughs) He, He, um, so Bob Lazar was on Joe Rogan's podcast, I guess. Oh, so yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing this week, Celesta? Oh, well, it's the Fourth of July, so I got a day off. Bitching. <laughs> we have kittens at work. Oh, really? Four little orangey ones. They're so cute. Okay, what's your favorite thing? <laughs> um. Well, there is a cat cafe that I'm going to be going to this week that I feel like will probably be my favorite thing. It's called Nico Seattle, um, N-E-K-O, and they have wine and coffee, and it's a cat cafe. Um, it's really, really cute. Um, I have a I guess, I, but I, like, I haven't been there, so spoiler alert, I haven't been there. I will let you guys know as soon as I go. Um, well, so I guess can't be your favorite thing. Then. Okay. So then I guess my favorite <laughs> thing this week has been, I hate it, but I love it. These two female writers slash comedians talk about movies and TV shows that they love, but also hate. And so their last two episodes were about the movies, Dick, 
which is one of my most favorite movies, and also Charlie's Angels, which I love. And so they make me laugh. I like I like to laugh, and I don't laugh very often because I am a sourpuss. And <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Do we know what we're watching next? Fuck no. Shit no. <laughs> we have like, a list. Somewhere. I know. It's on our yeah. It's on the podcast. Oh crap! Figure it out. It'll be a surprise. It's un surprise. Wow. So that was just a little French for y'all, <laughs> free of charge. It sounded Russian. I get that a lot. It's the anger in me. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy but That means I thank think, you. <laughs> I think next week I will. Yeah, next week. From the time you're hearing this next week, I will post one of my parents' paranormal uh, experiences. Perfect. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And as always, if you guys have some stories or something weird has happened to you, please let us know. Like us, rate us, <laughs> subscribe to us. Send us the message encouraging us to keep going. Or and as always, or dick pics. <laughs> Send us your mysterious dick pics. <laughs> Guess who? Oh, ooh, you're cute. Do you win a prize? Hey okay. to the folks. <laughs> As uh, always, <laughs> until next time, stay, stay mysterious. mysterious. Bye. Bye.